Hey, you're listening to the C3 Network Podcast with Dan Holland. Our mission is to create a network of micro churches that are finding, teaching, and equipping people to be on mission. Our hope is that this encourages you. Be sure to leave us a review so you can help us share our message with more people who need to hear it. And now, Dan Holland. Today, as we continue our Live the Life series, we're in Ephesians 6, and we're talking about parenting. Now, whether you have kids, had kids, will have kids, or are somebody's kid, and that's everybody, God has some important words for us today. So let's begin with a quick pop culture quiz. Name the longest-running American-scripted primetime television series. Any guesses? Over the past 27 years, roughly 600 episodes of The Simpsons have aired. And I'll confess that I've watched my fair share of some worthless television shows, but The Simpsons have rarely been on my must-watch list. I'm not a big cartoon guy. However, I do have to admit that each time that I've tuned in, I've quickly found myself chuckling because it's hard not to laugh at seeing this mischievous little 10-year-old Bart manipulate his dim-witted father for his own personal gain. This kid's a genius at playing his father like a cheap fiddle. And this type of behavior may be funny on TV, but not so much in real life. In fact, one belief people throughout history seem to agree on, despite differences on geographical location, political leanings, philosophical thought, and religious belief, is that society's in big trouble the minute parents abdicate their responsibility and authority to their kids. There must be stability in the home in order for society to enjoy stability. For the home to be stable, parents have to be in charge. Now, God has put laws and responsibility into place to make the family operate at its optimum level. And in today's passage, we are reminded that God expects people, His people, to learn respect for authority. And where do we learn respect for authority? Well, in the home. And God tells us this in Ephesians chapter 6. We'll do the first few verses. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment, with a promise, so that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on the earth. Fathers, do not exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. You know, parenting can be tough, and God knows that. So the Holy Spirit uses a few verses to teach us and not just help us help from the parenting side, but he starts with the kids. He starts by giving the children in the family a very clear command. It's one of those things like husbands and wives. If we both do our job, things will be so much better, but it takes both of us working together. So Paul begins speaking directly to children, but it's not just children who are young and dependent. It's more than that. The word Paul uses is technia, which refers to any offspring living under the roof of a parent's home. If you're still living under the roof of your parent's house, this is God's word for you. Obey your parents. If you eat their food, then this is the word of God for you. Obey. That's it. That's your job. It's not rocket science or overly complicated. You have to do two things. First, obey. Now, the Greek word for obey carries that idea of a soldier that's ready to engage in battle. He's listening carefully for the orders and instructions of his commanding officer. It's a word of action. See, to obey means not only to listen to your parents, but it means to listen to 
as realizing you are under their authority. Colossians 3.20 says this, Children, obey your parents in everything, for this pleases the Lord. Obey your parents in all things, everything. If you are home under their authority, if they are responsible for you, providing for you and watching over you, you are to obey them literally in all things. And that includes the way you dress, the places you go, the friends you hang out with, the things you watch on television or on Netflix. The Bible says in all things you are to obey your parents. Now, let me let you in on a little secret. You can't listen to your parents if you're looking at your phone at the same time. Why not put your phone down when they're talking to you? For you to text while someone is talking is terribly disrespectful. Listen, I've done it to others and others have done it to me. In the case, though, of the parent-child relationship, not listening is not a legitimate excuse for not obeying. Second, as children, we should honor our parents. This verse applies whether you are under your parents' roof or not. Just a side note, the word honor literally means to give value. Honor, value, cherish your parents. They are God's gift to children to lead, to guide, and instruct. Jesus honored his parents on earth, and he honored his father in heaven. Now, here's the deal. Parents didn't come up with this relationship rule. God did. Without obedience and honor, what do you have? You have rebellion. Don't be rebellious. Obey God first and then parents. And by the way, that's a big part of your worship to God, honoring him by honoring your parents. Now, kids, does God say obey your parents because they are always right? <laughs> nope. We're not always right. And God knows that and we know that. Does God say obey your parents because they're cool and you will always agree with them? Not a chance. He says obey them because they're in charge. But what if my parents ask me to sin or disobey God? Well, then you have a problem. Then you have to obey the higher law of God. But short of that, Obey your parents because they're in your life in order to bring order and instruct, instruct you in your life, to give you guardrails and guidance. They're there to teach you to submit to authority, not just to theirs, but other authorities that are in your life and ultimately to God's authority. And I either learn that submission to authority whenever I'm young or I learn the hard way whenever I get older. Now, I like that Paul reminds us that honoring and obeying parents comes with a promise. And what's that promise? Well, verse 3, it's, it's incredible. So that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on the earth. You see, when children obey and honor their parents, there are blessings. And Paul writes, it will go well with you. It'll be well with you. God promises your life will have far greater blessings if you obey your parents. It's one of the Ten Commandments. And the first commandment, with a promise that it may go well with you and you may enjoy a long life on the earth. I, I really do like that. God says, if you work at honoring your parents, obeying the authority that I have put over you, I'll work at blessing your life. At the time this was written, the rabbis actually taught that it referred to a quality of life and not a quantity of life. There will be a fullness and excellence in life if you obey your parents. Now, everybody's under authority, and the sooner we figure that out and learn how to respond to the authorities in our life, the better off we'll be. All right, if it's the kid's job to obey, guess whose job it is to teach them to obey? Take your time. That's right, it's ours, it's the parents. They can't obey God if they don't know what he says. 
That's why God reminds us in verse four, fathers. He says, fathers, don't exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. See, parenting can be hard, but it can be fun. If the kids work at their job and the parents do theirs. See, three things have to happen. Don't exasperate them, train them, instruct them. Now, as a parent, my job is to help my kids do their job. Now, can you remember that? <laughs> Let's say it again. As a parent, my job is to help my kids do their job, which is to obey. And it starts with, don't exasperate them. Avoid behavior, parents, that would suck the life out of your kids. In many ways, children are incredibly resilient. I think you'd agree. For instance, an injury that would have take a kid three days to recover from takes me three months. That's one of the advantages of youth. Very quick bounce back. However, what is true for kids physically is not true for them emotionally. Their personalities are delicate. Their feelings can be very fragile. It doesn't take much for a child to feel a deep sense of hurt and angry frustration whenever they're being treated poorly or unfairly. Those wounds are not as easy to bounce back from. So how do parents exasperate their children? This is a great question to ask your kids if you have the nerve. It's not an easy question to ask. Nope, nope, it's not. Nobody wants to hear how they're failing as a parent. That's, a, that's tough, especially if you have an emotionally, fra emotionally fragile adult. Most likely, your kid is going to respond initially by saying, I really can't think of anything that you do that frustrates me. That'll, that's going to be music to your ears, but your, your kid's lying to you. Your, your kids don't want to hurt your feelings, so they need to be assured you can handle the conversation and there will be no backlash for complete honesty. Now, if you can stay in the conversation long enough, you will probably, you'll probably begin to hear some things you need to hear, like, Dad, no matter what I do, it doesn't seem like it's ever good enough. I get three hits in the game and all you talk about is the error I made in the field. Mom, it feels like you don't respect my feelings. I've asked you not to put photos of me on Facebook without asking me first, but you do it anyway. It's embarrassing. Dad, I feel like, like you like my sister more than me. I've told you repeatedly how much it hurts my feelings when Julie makes fun of me in front of her other friends, but you defend her and tell me to lighten up. Mom, you seem to give zero consideration to all I have going on in my life. I have homework and practices, church activities, driver's ed, chores, service projects, but you just keep on me about what else I need to be doing to, in order to get into a great school. Now, those aren't easy to hear, but your child is offering a gift. Pay attention. See, the home should be a place that launches their spirit, not a place that breaks it. If it seems to our children that we're showing favoritism or smothering them or teasing and taunting them or pushing them to achieve beyond reasonable bounds, wouldn't you want to know that? If there is physical or verbal abuse happening, well, that just needs to stop. Please get help. Exercise your parental authority under the authority of God. See, in the first century Roman world, parental authority rested in the hands of the father. In fact, he had the right to determine whether a child should even live. And I know we joke about that, but it, 
life with an accepted, uh, a father that accepted you still wasn't necessarily easy in that time. Children in the first century had zero rights, zero say, and they were held in little regard. Today, not taking into consideration their feelings is hard to imagine since we are such a kid-centric society. The gospel, though, brings value to all people, including children. Children are not possessions to be used for our own selfish desires. They are human beings who deserve to be blessed. Don't exasperate your children, is what he says. Instead, bring them up. Bring them up. The verb that's translated bring up has to do with a bodily nourishment and then with education. In other words, it's our responsibility as parents to make sure that our kids are provided for physically as well as intellectually. We need to make every effort to ensure good stuff is going into their bodies and minds, proper nutrition for the body, and rest so their minds can be alive and awake to learn. Notice, it is not only our responsibility to care for our children physically and intellectually, God has entrusted us to help them mature spiritually. Don't exasperate them. Instead, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. This isn't the responsibility of your church or of a Christian private school. I've seen a lot of responsibility turned over to other institutions. Yes, you can partner with them. At the end of the day, though, it's up to dad and mom to make sure that the kids are developing faith in Jesus. Proverbs 22.6, I just read that today. Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. You know, it's funny. We get this on, so we get this on some areas of life and completely miss it in other areas. I recall years back that I, have, I was having my um, truck windows tinted and a young man helping me uh, was tinting my truck windows, lived with his girlfriend and she was pregnant. And, and I asked what he was planning to tell. He told me that they were having a, a little boy. And I said, well, what are you planning to tell that your child about God? And he said that his plan was to let the kid decide for himself whenever he grew up what he thought about God. So I said, I'm just curious, will you also let your child, your, your kid decide whether he wants to care for his dental hygiene after he grows up? And he responded, don't be silly. So for that young man, dental hygiene ranked above spiritual beliefs in terms of importance. But God calls parents to train them and instruct them. You see, training is about strict discipline. Please understand the idea behind strict is not harsh. It's consistent. That's key. Be loving. Be fair. Be consistent. Consistent discipline brings great results. Now, I realize some parents are all about grace and not discipline, but even the author of grace recognized the necessary role discipline plays in maturing children. Hebrews chapter 12, great verse. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 7 and 8. He says, endure hardship as discipline. God is treating you as his children. For what children are not disciplined by their father? If you are not disciplined and everyone undergoes discipline, then you are not legitimate, not true sons and daughters at all. Now I realize this is not the author's main point, but it is one that I believe needs to be made. Choosing to let your child off the hook will feel awesome to him or her and may even feel loving to you in the moment. But in reality, you're treating your child as if he or she is illegitimate. If you love them, train them. And if you love them, instruct them. 
educate them, help them understand and apply God's word to life. Be sure you're living consistently, for sure. This involves modeling, but also a verbal teaching. Talk about your faith and live your faith. So here are some tips to help with your job. One, give them the biblical reason why. Don't just tell them to do something, tell them why. Don't just tell them, for example, what you say, tell them what God says. Now, not every instruction is going to have a scripture verse, but most will. For example, I want you to work harder on your schoolwork. Is that biblical? Yes. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart, working as uh, unto the Lord. How about worship God by working hard at school? All right. We say, don't complain about your food. Quit arguing with your sister. Why? Because God says, do everything without complaining or arguing. Philippians 2.14. There are biblical principles that guide everything we do in life. And when we teach that, it really does help kids get that life isn't just about making mom and dad happy. It's about worshiping God. Let me give you some don'ts. Don't threaten. Just do. If you don't eat your food, I'm going to send you to Africa. Huh? No, you're not. Don't make up empty threats. You're just teaching your kid that you don't really do what you say. Two, don't scream and yell. <laughs> just discipline. The consequences for, acts, uh, for actions need to be clear. You see, if this, then this. Yelling and screaming are exasperating, is exasperating to, to kids. It overwhelms them, and it makes you feel bad right? Three, don't try to always make them happy. Bad move. Bribing, negotiating. You know, sometimes kids are just in a bad mood. I've seen kids at Disney World in a bad mood and parents asking, do you want this? You, you, you don't like that. You want me to get you something else? Stop. Just don't. And number four, don't make obedience a negative thing. Celebrate it. Get excited. Find ways to reward the right behavior. What's rewarded gets repeated. Five, don't be afraid to say, I'm sorry. This is a big one. When you mess up and you will, I never did, of course, but I'm sure you will. <laughs> I'm kidding. Let your kids know and ask for forgiveness. One of the biggest don'ts as a parent has to be, don't miss the opportunity to say, I'm sorry whenever you're wrong. Listen, God wants to bless your family, whether you're a nuclear family or a single, uh, of a single dad or a single mom, grandparents raising grandkids. There's so many uh, extenuating circumstances today. But the one thing that's true for all of us is that God is there to help us get it right. And let me just say this, because, because you may not have kids or be a kid anymore, we're all sons and daughters of God through our faith in Christ Jesus. And as Jesus clearly showed us, God is our heavenly father. We're his kids and he loves us a lot. And our job as his kids is just to obey him, to love him and to honor him. But some of you might not have that relationship with your heavenly father. Maybe your parents failed to show him to you. Some of you may struggle with God because you never had a dad or the one you had, you had disappointed you or hurt you. And some of our hurt gets directed right back towards God. But no matter how your dad was or wasn't there for you, God 
your heavenly Father will never leave you or forsake you. And he's moved heaven and earth literally to make a way for us to live forever with him. Not because of anything we've done, but because he loves us. That's the message we want to pass on to our children. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the clear and concise instruction to us. I want to pray for parents first. Father, I pray that you will help us to, to not exasperate our children. I pray you will give us the courage to train and to instruct them and to nurture them in the Lord. And for children and children, any children who are living under the roof of their parents, their parents' house, I pray, Father, you will give them the courage to obey, to not talk back, but to obey their parents and to honor their parents. I pray for all of us that we will honor our parents so that you are glorified. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Thanks for tuning in. If you like this podcast, we post a new episode each week. So be sure to subscribe and leave us a review so you can help share our message. We'll see you next time.